Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.58 WRUF. Welcome into Sports Scene for our number two. We appreciate you being here. Rachel's producer of the broadcast today. You're just tuning in and thinking hour number two. Well, the reason is because uh, we have Gator Soccer today. They're in the SEC tournament, and they will play at about uh, 12.45 today. So uh, we are we went on at 11 o'clock today, and uh, we're going to be here until about 12.45, and then um, we'll get you to Gator Soccer. Don't forget, tomorrow our first and 10 pregame show begins at noon and then we will have, of course, an hour after the game, the extra point post game show to call us up and give us your thoughts on the game. Steve Spurrier about to join us. He joins us courtesy of Lake Area Metal Solutions, who makes sure customer satisfaction is job number one. All right, let's bring in the ball coach now. Always a pleasure to talk with Steve. Steve, uh, Welcome, first of all. Um, you went through a lot of these homecoming games. Is there any distraction to players or getting ready for the game, or you just you know, enjoy it and prepare as you always do? Well, we usually had a sort of a down-the-line team, uh, not a Power 5, not an SEC team. And, uh, of course, we we had Gator Growl back in those days. Yeah. So uh, Friday night for the game, I'd bring uh, all the seniors – uh, to Gator Growl and introduce each of them in front of the gosh we'd have thirty forty thousand people in the stadium the night before the game uh, so it was always a fun it was really a fun day and uh, of course the Gator Gallop is Friday morning in fact Steve I actually I think the first one was 1977 which was uh, I was living in Gainesville and I'd been cut by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so I, I ran in the first one I'm pretty sure that was the first one wow. in 77 and then, as a coach here, I ran in it every Saturday, uh, uh, Friday morning also. And then we'd get with the team and so forth. So, uh, yeah, we enjoyed homecoming. That was a fun weekend, and uh, our guys uh, usually played very well. And everybody got to play. You know, when the walk-ons get to play and the second and third team guys get in, it just makes the whole team happy. So homecoming was a fun weekend, and then – we'd get back a little bit more serious uh, for a conference foe usually the next week. Last week, Steve, uh, Dan played uh, Emory Jones in a few series because he's taken advantage of, of a rule that I really like, that you can you know, play a kid up to four games. Uh, that's got to pay some dividends. I mean, he got to play in a game that was very meaningful, so won't, won't that help Emory Jones down the road? Yeah, well, hopefully, but... Uh... I think what's most important, I think all the fans do, is all the scrimmages, all the practices, and uh, in game uh, conditions will happen, uh, hopefully, against maybe a team when you get ahead a little bit or something like that, or when he's ready to become the starter. Uh, but Emory's a competitive kid. He, he doesn't need just a little token appearance here and there, I don't think. But, uh, you, you know, you can play up to four games and redshirt a player, so you might as well do it. Uh, everybody's doing it, and it's uh, what's fair for one is fair for all. Uh, 
And it should be helpful a little bit. But, I, yeah, I believe Emory is going to be a helpful player. I really do. I think, uh, you know, training and time and so forth, and, uh, Coach Mullen and Coach Gonzalez and all these guys uh, here are going to have him really ready to be an outstanding player. Steve, I want to ask you about uh, the job Billy Gonzalez has done. Florida's really spread. I think they've got six receivers that have more than ten catches and I know when you were coaching, you know, if a kid was supposed to run a 10-yard route, it wasn't nine and a half, and it wasn't nine, it was 10, and very often you would run that route to show them exactly how to stick that foot in the ground. Do you, as you watch the receivers and run their routes, do you see improvement in that area? You know, certainly I think they're, they're doing well. I'm sure they want a lot more balls, though. And <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Billy Gonzalez hopes they get more balls. Uh, I think Van Jefferson's a leading receiver with what eighteen, something yeah, like that. Yeah, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, and uh, and uh, of course, when I introduced Willie Jackson uh, a few weeks ago, when we had the ninety-three team back, he caught eighteen in two games, uh, the SEC championship and the Sugar Bowl. So uh, those receivers, they like balls coming their way, and uh, I think eventually we're going to get better at it. Uh, I think they're going, you know, start getting four, five, six a game, things like that would really, really be good. You know, Steve, a lot is made, and I think a lot of it is media-driven, frankly, about, okay, how does you, you were fortunate. You didn't lose a whole lot of games here, but is there any truth or whatever that word is to, you know, Florida maybe having a hangover after losing a big game and getting ready for this? Did you ever experience that when you were coaching Florida? Well, certainly it can happen. Yeah, certainly it can happen, and – uh Sometimes you get a hangover from winning too easily also. Good which, point. Uh, happened to us, I think, occasionally. But, uh, yeah, our guys, the uh, Gators, we're in position for a heck of a year. If we can get to 10-2 and two and get to a major bowl, uh, shoot, finish in the top 10, we've got a chance to do all that. So I'm, I'm sure uh, the coaching staff has really emphasized that. We can't change what happened last week, but uh, the, the future of the game, this one, is uh, the most important game of the year. No question about it. Missouri is a very good t- team also, Steve. They, they may be the unluckiest team in the conference right now. They, they've lost some really, really close ones that they had a wonderful chance to win, especially last week against Kentucky. So uh, we gotta, we got to play. we got to play well to beat these guys. And uh, fans, uh, you know, hope they're coming to scream and yell also. Uh, that's what I wanted to end on, Steve. I know a lot of times you know you would urge Gator fans to wear you know whatever they you want them to wear to the stadium, and I and I see Dan Mullen doing that too. He, you know, I, sometimes I, I think even fans underestimate how important their support is in the success of a team because you really believe that you know when fans come out and support that that's an important part of your success, isn't it? Well, certainly when the opponent uh, said, man, we couldn't hear anything down there in the swamp, uh, then that's when you know the fans are playing their part when the other team has trouble checking off and making audibles and things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, that's where they can kick in. And uh, the Gators fans, I think they've done done pretty well this year. They've done, uh, especially the LSU game, that noise was at the – a level we haven't heard somebody say says Tebow played here uh, back in Urban's uh, championship teams. But, uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll have a good crowd here tomorrow and uh, looking forward to, you know, a wonderful homecoming weekend. One final thing, big weekend for the SEC. I don't know how much you've gotten to watch, you know, Alabama or LSU or Georgia or Kentucky, but uh, uh, two big national games. How about Kentucky? Their defense – 
is they've only given up what thirteen points or ten point, whatever it is. Their defense is for real. How do you see these two? Well, I just saw they're tied for the lowest uh, giving up points in the country, thirteen. Yeah, some other body, some other team has that, but uh, yeah, they scrape by. They're not a super team, as we all know, but they're seven and one. And if they can get in a close uh, battle with uh, Georgia. Uh, they got a chance, but uh, their offense has got to play better. They've got to make some first downs and be able to stay on the field a bit because uh, Georgia is probably talent-wise there, right there with uh, with Alabama. And uh, I tell you what, our D line had a heck of a game uh, last week. Those yes. goal line stands against Georgia was very impressive, very impressive the way we did that. So uh, yeah, we just need to regroup here tomorrow and have. Have a big day. Okay. Steve, uh, pleasure to have you here. We'll get okay, you back Steve. Monday and get your thoughts about this game. Thanks a lot. All right. Good deal. You Steve. got it, Steve. Thank you. Steve. The head ball coach joining us here, Steve Spurrier. Always a pleasure to have him. He is uh, presented to us by the good people at Lake Area Metal Solutions. All right. The rest of the time, about a half hour or so, it's us. And we'd love you to call and talk a little sports with us, whether it's about the Gator game or whatever it is. Want to talk a little sports? Do so with Rachel producing the program today. Tony says um, he thinks Willie Jackson got in some trouble at Gator Growl one year and got suspended for the game. Well, that that happened, you know, Steve. Uh, it's, it's funny. It usually happened beginning of the year. Remember, you know, and Steve. Well, oh, we got so and so not playing. So and so, and but you know, for the most part, um, Steve's team's pretty uh, pretty okay when it came to. Staying out of trouble. Uh, let's get calls. 392-8255. You want to email? You can do that, too, at uh, srussell at wruf.com. If you have a Facebook Live question, question, Rachel will make sure and pass it along. It is Prognostication Friday. Penn State, Michigan, FSU, NC State, uh, Alabama, LSU. Will LSU cover Carolina, Ole Miss, A&M, Auburn, Georgia, Kentucky, and, of course, Gator score and why. That's what we want to hear from you. And again, we'll have Gator soccer at the SEC tournament coming your way uh, in about a half an hour. Uh, Greg is up next. Hi, Greg. Hey, Steve. I was going to pass on the picks, but if I could ask you a question, Robbie is uh, always picks a score and what Gators have to do and everything to, to win the game. And he picked a low score, I think like 21 20. Everybody's picking really low scores. And the irony is, of course, you know, Locke's a great passer got a depleted secondary if Henderson's back isn't at full speed and I was just thinking this could end up where both teams are in the 30s or maybe even low 40s ironically I wonder what your thoughts were on that and um go Gators all right thanks Greg yep thank you um here's the thing Miss Missouri is pretty stout against the run so if they somehow can bottle up Florida's run game, now can the Gator passing attack take advantage of a secondary that ranks that ranks rather last last in the SEC against the pass? So I I don't see this game being in the 40s. I, I don't. Uh, I do see this game being in the high 20s. Um, if, if, if Missouri is to win Drew Locke, I think three things have to happen. One, Drew Locke's got to have a big day. Two, they've got to run the ball. They've got three backs that average four and a half yards a carry, and they kind of 
you know, rotate them in and out. And thirdly, their defense got to come up big. They, they've got to be able to stop Florida's run game and make Florida one-dimensional. I think they have a chance. But th- if you look at some of their numbers, they're a bit deceiving. Um, they only allow a little over a sack a game. That's another thing. They've, they've given Locke uh, pretty much uh, you know, a good time. And against the run, over the last 15 games, they've only allowed opponents to rush for 3.2 yards per carry on average. So I don't know. I, I have a hard time seeing this be a shootout. But stranger things have happened. 12-16, time check brought to you by Hayes Prestige Jewelry, where the answer is always yes, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.